You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. It's gar- it's going. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it's, it's up in here. the jingle. Yeah, it's we in might the jingle. Wanna... Well, we moved the outro jingle, right? We can move it later. All right. Hey, y'all. <laughs> what is up? What episode are we on? Thirty-four. Yes. 34. 34. Episode 34. 34 of Heart and Soul episode. We um, hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode with Macy. We got some great reviews. She's a little angel baby and so wise. So good. And I feel like we just should have her on as our third co-host. Always. Yeah. So Macy, this is our formal invitation to you to (laughs) co-host the Heart and Soul podcast with us. (laughs) So good. Um... How have you been, Chels? I'm good. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever again. I know. I keep saying that on this podcast, but this summer just is like... It's nuts. I can't wait for the fall. Insane. Um, we just spent the last 20 minutes analyzing um, <laughs> <laughs> the new Taylor Swift album, which and is actually gonna... what this whole episode is about. Exactly. But we were stuck on one major like issue. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to... F- Perhaps figure out what we were thinking of before we hit record, but we just we couldn't. couldn't. Do it, we were so. wasting so much time. We literally spent nine plus. <laughs> we spent nineteen minutes doing that. Literally twenty minutes. Yeah, trying to find it. But maybe like one of you will know what we're talking about, and you'll like come forth with the exact answer that. Yeah, we're we for. need it, y'all. It's like, been difficult. Be a doll. <laughs> Give us our answers. <laughs> anyway, well, how has your week been? Um. You have cot- or like some type of like cotton in your hair. Really? That's how my week's been. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good visual of how I'm doing. Um, I'm good. I mean, if we're getting into happies and crappies, my crappy is that, well, it's like a happy and a crappy all at once because, no. I have two crappies. One is we had to like buy a car, which like just the process of buying a car is daunting to me because like all the paperwork and all the negotiating and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the happy is that you get a car at the end of it. Right. So that's like a happy and a crappy in one. And then another happy was we went to Colorado last week and it was so good to be with family and it was like really relaxing and beautiful out there. Um, And then... My, he just had his nose, like, right up here on my knee. My dog is so sweet. He's being a little lover boy. Um, and I don't really know. Oh, the crappy is after we get back from this vacation last week, Michael had to go to Dallas, so he's there now. But he gets back tonight. So it's just, like, ups and highs and lows of, like, back to reality. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, beautiful vacation, and then reality. Right. Um, but, I mean, I can't really complain Everything's going pretty well. It's just like taking it one hour at a time. Yeah. You know? Good. It's busyness, but it's good. Did you just hear that? Yeah, like that throat. a really weird noise. Yeah. What about um, you? I have a couple of crappies as well. Um, yesterday, I was like trying to organize some wedding things. And so we had been keeping all of our stuff out in the garage and I was like, all right, I need to start putting it all together and figure out what I have, what I still need and like, you know, organize it for the planner to be able to right. decorate with it. And so we have these like driftwood centerpieces that we're using that they're, they're so pretty, but they've been sitting out there in a box and they're, it's like this huge ginormous cardboard box. So I didn't have anything to like seal it in. Mm-hmm. So I go out there and I'm trying to like, clean it all up and organize and there's two roaches in that box shut and there was like roach droppings on the bottom of it and so I'm like you've got to be kidding me right now so I freak out and I'm like trying to like one by one pull out the centerpieces without touching a roach and um so finally I just dragged the whole box out I'm like on speakerphone with my mom like uh I'm having some trouble right now I think I gotta go and so I dumped the whole box out killed one of the roaches with a hammer and let the other one outside. And so I had to then just rinse off all... I mean, there was nothing on the driftwood. Okay, I was like, did they ruin it? They didn't ruin it, no. But I was just 
then like freaked out like oh what if there's bugs and then my centerpiece <laughs> they start crawling oh my gosh can the, you imagine at the reception <laughs> uh, so I like took them all out and like used the jet hose to spray them all down there was nothing on it or in it they're totally fine but it made me feel better to wash them yeah just in case and then I like wrapped them all up in plastic so now they're they'll be safe from all things um gross until September 13th which is like tomorrow. And, yeah. And so now they're inside the house, so that won't happen. And then I go into my kitchen after that, and I don't remember what I was doing. I was trying to eat a snack or something. And in comes Wrigley chasing a lizard that <laughs> ends up under our stove. And so I text Jordan. I'm like, I'm having the worst day. Like, I just had to clean up roaches. There's a lizard in our kitchen. I don't know where it went. I'm not about to look for it. And I don't know if it found its deathbed under there or not. But yeah. Anyway, that was that. And then um, <laughs> when I got home from Asheville this past weekend, which looked so cute, it was fun. Another crappie is that I got lost a ton because the GPS goes out. Yeah, because so the, much the there. service is it not was, great. It was beautiful. The area was really, really nice, but it was so windy and like gravel roads and just GPS not working. It was very stressful because mm-hmm. I had no clue where I was and it kept um, going out on me. But anyway, I got back and... I went upstairs to go put something away, and I hear Jordan, and he's like, babe, you got to come down here. You have to look at this. And I was like, what? And I went downstairs, and he's sitting there with Wrigley, and there's this, like, huge lump on the side of her neck. And I was like, where the heck did this come from? And he's like, I don't know. I just noticed it, like, literally just now. He's like, I might have felt something there, like, a couple weeks ago, but it wasn't like this. And I was like, I've never felt it at all. So I started panicking obviously and um, I made a vet appointment for tomorrow but I asked the vet friend today and she was like honestly as long as it's not in a certain area and it's not like tough and hard to move around it's probably just like a fatty like Like a cyst cyst or something um, which is really common she said if it was in a different spot or if it was like you couldn't move it then you should be worried but statistically it's probably fine oh I hope she's okay that like really freaked me out because obviously like I'm obsessed with her and so is Jordan and she's like our little baby and she's only two years old almost three I can't believe she, she so, seems so much older than to me yeah she's she'll be three and next week yeah um so yeah and I just you know I was like great one more thing I'm gonna have to deal with right before the no, wedding like hopefully she doesn't need any surgery or anything like that hopefully it's just like a quick little they should be able to lance it like if it's a cyst yeah. they should just like be able to pop it or lance it without yeah. surgery so luckily this week isn't too crazy for me and it's not adding to my stress too much but it was like ugh, great you yeah know, one of those other things um and then happy is we got our marriage license yesterday so that's another thing like checked off the list and it's becoming more real it was so much simpler than i thought i know isn't it so much easier than they make it out to be i was stressing because i was too when we did ours yeah because you go online and it says you have to have like a b and c documents and jordan couldn't find his social security card so i was like we're not gonna be able to get it without proof of your social security number and so we figured, oh, well, he could just print out a W-2 and bring the W-2 instead. So we do all this and, like, make all these plans. And then we show up, and they just ask for our driver's license. <laughs> and that was it. They do say, like, on the thing, bring, like, two or three forms of ID. Right. I guess it's just, like, in case. Yeah. I don't know. In case you look sketchy or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, marriage fraud. I don't know. Marriage fraud. <laughs> well, they do. They make you, like, raise your right hand and say, like, yeah. you do realize that marriage fraud is a federal crime and blah, blah, blah. And we were like okay, we're good. Um, so that was fun. We had a little lunch date after that. Savoras. I love um, Savoras. Yes, it was so good. Did you get the guacamole goat cheese? I got the goat cheese and chorizo empanada, which was delicious. I've never gotten that. It's really good. Um, and then this weekend I'm going to Raleigh and I'm going to get to see my family and Jordan's actually coming with me. Yay! I haven't seen all of them together in like, I don't know, a really long time. So... I know I'm going to see them in a few weeks for yeah, the wedding anyway, the but actual wedding. it'll be nice to see everybody before that as well. So it's so soon. What are your so feels soon. right now, like, getting close to it? Um, Pretty good, honestly. Like, I feel like, what was it, a few episodes ago, I was very stressed, like, mm-hmm. not in a good place, mostly because I had a lot of work, and it was just, like, when everything was starting to pile up, but at this point, I feel really good. Like, everything's pretty much done. I have amazing vendors that I know are going to, like, 
follow through. Um, amazing people. And I'm getting married. And it's just like... You're getting married? Yeah. I'm more excited. It's like, at this point, just like I want it to be here. But I am I also don't want to rush it. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I remember that weekend going by so fast. I was like, yeah. Oh. It will. I know it will. And it's so I'm done. just trying to soak up like, okay, we're only going to be engaged for two and a half more weeks. And then we're going to be husband and wife. So forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm more excited than anything at this point. Good. I'm definitely. And dude, honeymoons are the best. Oh, I can't wait. It's so relaxing. Like, Holy crap. This is actually happening. It's almost like a more excited anx- anxiousness than like a worried yeah. Well, there's nothing to be worried about. You're gonna, it's gonna be beautiful. I just, literally, the only thing I'm worried about is weather, um, which our rain plan is fabulous, and I'm fine if it, like, if we have to do it yeah. outside. I just really don't want a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, so, Riceville Manor is so pretty inside and outside that you like, can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. Well, should we get into our review of the week? Yeah. Let's do it. Do you need? Me to pull it up? Yeah. Or? No, I have it. I pulled oh, it up. It. Okay. Okay, this one is from Angela Rosabeth, and she the subject is love, love, love. And she said, this podcast has something for everyone. They speak on important issues and interesting topics. They have amazing guests and do a great job at interviewing them. This podcast has humor, love, ba- love, I thought it said love banter, but it's love, <laughs> comma, banter. Love banter. <laughs> love banter and wraps it all up with heartwarming faith. Couldn't recommend enough. By the way, I listen all the way from Vermont. So That's cool. so cool. I always like get like, like chills when I see I know. like where people are listening from. I'm like, how did you find yeah, us? Yeah, what? Like I do, this is so funny. I guess when you like start a podcast you'll get like emails of like your ratings and Mm -hmm. so each week I get this email from this thing called chartable Mm -hmm. I think I send you them sometimes you haven't in a while and it gives us like our ratings like on the charts like we're like not ranked but in Bulgaria (laughs) in Bulgaria we've gone up six spots in health and fitness um we're number 814 in Bulgaria health and fitness we're down in Portugal, 87 spots. But, I mean, we're on those charts in the first place. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, but where's America? International Like, level. who's listening? You know we're what like, I mean? We're like Pitbull. <laughs> International level. <laughs> it's just so funny, when, especially when you get notifications we're like, wild. ugh, dang it, we went down in the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. We're but no- where's, like, the American? I don't know. They never send me America. It's always, like... Like, this is South Africa. There's got to be. Guatemala. Maybe you have to, like, pay to look at America. No. Let's see. See four more charts. Oh, United States of America. We're number 925 in health and fitness. Okay. Well, we're not even really health and fitness, so. I know. I mean, we kind of are, but. I, maybe we should change our category. What do you guys think? Yeah. How did you find us? How did you find us? <laughs> Let us know. Email us at heartandsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> I guess that's like the the basis of why we started it, but it's definitely not. Like yeah, like it's started. definitely way more than that. But um, maybe we initially put health and yeah, fitness. Yeah, we are so healthy and fit. Because so. they make you categorize. <laughs> they do make you pick a category. So we probably just picked that because we we're like, meh. I don't know. Back in January when we started this whole shindig. Jan- January, January. All right. Um... Gosh. Speaking of our podcast, we've come a long way, and we currently are sponsored right now by FabFitFun, which is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of FabFitFun, they have officially released their fall box, so we can talk Woo! about it. Um, what did you think of yours? Which Oh, I loved it. I've never gotten one before, so I was like, it just felt like, it seriously felt like out? Christmas. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> did you get the, um, the clay mask? Yeah, I got a mask. I got... Can we say what we got? Yeah. Okay, I got released. a scarf. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing that I've gotten so far is this, like, roll-on, like, oil for your, like, um, face and hands. You like that? I like it. Do you not like it? No, you can have mine. Okay, because, I like, it calms me down. It helps me. I feel like it mentally helps me sleep. I'll Maybe. tell you why I don't like it after. Okay. But, um, you can have mine. Okay. Um, I love the... Um, the clay mask. It's like I haven't that used purple that yet. Clay. I've been using it, and it is 
So good. Definitely one of my favorite masks. You know, sometimes the clay can like, it leaves your face like dry almost. Yeah. It just feels like bright and smooth and still like moisturized. I'm obsessed with it. Um, I also love, they, well, they have these earrings. I haven't worn them yet, but I've tried them on. The crawler? These little crawler yeah. earrings. But I can't figure out how to like place them on my ear to where they stay. Yeah. Are you having a hard time with that? Like they always fall. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to position them. I think they're like malleable, so you can just like push them, push them, and, and mold them to your. I'm ear. really excited to like try those out. They're beautiful. They're so pretty. But yeah, the fall box is out, and if you haven't heard of FabFitFun, it is a subscription box that comes out every season. So they have fall, winter, spring, and summer, and in each box you have over $250 worth of goods um, that have to do with like. It obviously appeal to a women demographic. So mm-hmm. there's fitness related, there's beauty related, fashion, um, and all of the products are full size. So you're not actually getting like little samples that you like use once and throw away, but you get to like experience the full product. And that way, if you're like, I'm into this, I want to keep doing this. Like if Chelsea wants to keep doing her clay masks, she can right. buy it. I will um, be looking for that. And there are like nice little things you can use as gifts as well. Yeah, there's something in it that you might not necessarily love, like my oil that I'm going to give to you. (laughs) Yeah, and they give you, like, also options if you're a subscriber. You can, like, customize it. So they have, like, a bunch of options that you can choose from for the fall. Yeah. And, like, take things out that you wouldn't use and put things in that you would. Yeah. Um, So anything's possible with FabFitFun, y'all. Anything. It's so fun. And it's fab and it's fit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the best part is if you use our code soul s-o-l-e at checkout then you get ten dollars off your first box so you'll get over 250 dollars typically for 49.99 but with our code you get ten dollars off meaning you get your first box for only 39.99 that is a deal it's a deal and a half so you if are- you do make sure you tag us in it and we can be like twinsies with all of our yeah. Fall product. It really does feel like Christmas when it comes to your door. So that's exciting. So um, and if you like don't know what to get your mom for Christmas, maybe it's in mm-hmm. your FabFitFun box and you can a little re-gift action. I've say. definitely used it for that. Some stuff that I'm like, oh, like I already, maybe you already got that as a gift yeah. or whatever. I've taken a couple things out here and there and used them as little gifts. Or those gifts are like, oh, I forgot to get something for this person. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> it's their birthday today. Just have a stock of awesome products in your in your closet yeah so use our code soul at checkout and get ten dollars off your first fat fit fun box okay we have a very special episode today. yes we do it's like a holiday this is a holiday in the world of Catherine and chelsea and most women in america <laughs> and if you don't know and you don't like taylor swift then you probably should just stop listening to this episode. Yeah, just skip it. Just skip it. We're not offended, but, like, we are offended that you don't love her or haven't given her a shot because she is, like, a lyrical genius and pop icon. But anyways, we're going to be talking about the new Taylor Swift Lover album today. You know, just, like, giving our take on each song and our feels and ranking them in an appropriate order – how they make us feel, what it relates to in our lives, the really deep stuff in life. Yeah. So. We how, hope- are we, how are we going to structure this? We're just going to go through each one? Or- yeah, I have some articles, but I think we should go through each song. But first, as like a whole, in relation to her other albums, how do you feel about this album? Ooh. Like, if scale of 1 to 10, okay. would you rank it? Right now? Yeah. I don't know. That's hard because... So without thinking of her other albums, scale 1 to 10, you just heard it for the first time. What do you think? 9. Yeah, really good. I was going to say 8.5, but yeah, really good. Yeah. Okay. In correlation to the other albums, in what order is it as your favorite? Or what are your favorite albums We were in talking order? about this in the car this weekend, and it's a really tough say because it's like, I feel like I need more time with it. Because when all the songs are new, you love it so much. You know what I mean? And yeah. And like you almost need to go through like seasons of life listening to them to know how you really feel. To experience your feelings. But as of right now, I have to say it's probably Red is still number one uh-huh. for me. Same. 
Um, it's so tough. I would say Red, and, and then it's neck and neck between 1989 and Lover for me. Yeah, okay. They're very um, up there and like the jams and... I was going to say Red, 1989, Lover, Reputation. Reputation. Yep. And then Fearless. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe Speak Now. No, Fearless, then Fearless, Speak Now. Fearless, then Speak Now, then her debut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That's I'm glad mine, I had that too. conversation. <laughs> um, Red was just that album that, like, hit me in all of, like, my emotional corners mm-hmm. at the time that I needed to hear it. Because it was, like, a lot of, like, heartbreak. Yeah. And I think I was, like, tw- I was, well, I was the same age as her, so I was 22 when it came out. Yeah. And, um... I think she had gone through a bunch of breakups like Jake Gyllenhaal and Jonas and uh, what's his butt from One Direction, Harry Styles. Yeah. And I had just gone through some breakups and was like starting this like adult life. And so it just got every song spoke to my soul. And that was like her transition album of like kind of coming out of country and it being more pop, pop-ish because like I knew, I knew You Were Trouble was on there and that yeah. was the first like, Whoa, And we're never getting back together. This? Yeah. Um, this album, what I love about it is it feels very like new age while still hitting old Taylor sounds. Yes. And just all sorts of different sounds in it. Like, yeah, there's the like lover sounds very old timey and like seventies, you know, like all mixed together. Yeah. Um, And then there's like kind of eighties and eighties. There's like an eighties, like. What's that? What's that uh, instrument called? It's like a clink. synthesizer. Sense, yeah. Yeah. And it does the yeah. That mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I know exactly. About? It's like Stranger Things vibes. Yeah. That's like um, in the background of the Archer. Yeah. That reminded me of Stranger Things. Yeah, the Archer is very Stranger Things. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. I there's only a couple songs that I'm like, man, not loving it, but then the rest. Definitely loving it. Yeah, I feel like on each of her albums, there's like one song where I'm like, could have done without that. Yeah. So what on this album is that song for you? Um, what's it called? It's nice, the, to, have it's a nice friend. to have a friend. It's it's just yeah, it's weird. That one grew on me the first three times I listened to the album in the first three hours that I had it <laughs> in this world. Um, I didn't love it, but then I like. I, I have to take myself away from the song and look read the lyrics. The lyrics are the good. The lyrics are really good. And I, I like know. how it comes around kind of back to that. Remember that song, Mary's Song, like on her Fearless album, where it talks uh, about like yeah, the moms talking about how they were like little kids yeah. and trying to oh, like match them one. up. Yeah. And it kind of is that same theme. And so I was like, she's brilliant. Honestly, and the fact that she's been writing those types of genius songs since she was, like, 14 is actually insane. She wrote our song when she was 13. It's amazing. Which is, like, a little country. It's cutesy, but but you ain't writing songs at 13. I know. And this is what I always say about Taylor, because, like, there's a lot of haters in the world. And I, like, don't love this about myself, but it is who I am. I get, like, personally offended when people, like, automatically say, like, I just don't like her. Because I'm like, okay, right. take the vo- take the style of her music out. Like, maybe you don't like pop music or maybe you don't like super girly mm-hmm. lyrics. Take all that out. Like, she is a genius. Mm-hmm. She writes her own albums. She co-writes yeah. at least. She is a writer on every single song she's ever released. Yep. Every single song. Yep. She also, like, the way that she structures the album's entirety, like, from track one to track 16 is like so orchestrated yeah and the way that she like just from a PR standpoint like markets her albums prior to them even being released like everything is so thought out it's so meticulous she's always like collaborating with other artists and like she has different motives behind the songs like I think what a lot of people don't like about her is they're like, oh, well. Another breakup. Another breakup. Or like, you know, don't get on her wrong side or she's going to write a song about you. And I'm like, songwriting, like I used to write music when I was in high school and college and stuff. And it's like, it's not always necessarily about an exact situation you're going through. You use that as inspiration. Just like she was talking about on that one song, 
how a movie inspired her to write it. It doesn't necessarily mean that she's like intentionally attacking everybody in her life. Right. It's like she's she's seeking inspiration in everything that she sees and does and, yeah. and hears and feels and writes freaking killer songs out of it. Like my response to the haters that say like all she does is write about breakups is like okay. Well, let's take it just to, like, our normal lives. You meet for, with a friend for coffee. What do you talk about? Right. Your relationships. Yeah. Your job. People who have wronged you. Yeah. How you're pissed. Yeah. She just has the gift of putting it into a song. Exactly. And we're not songwriters, nor are we famous. But I guarantee if we were, we'd be talking about all of our relational issues, all of our breakups, all of our happy loves, yeah. all of our people who have messed us up, people yeah. who have burned us in the past, like... I used to not be able to write anything unless I was upset. Yeah. Like, it's way harder to write about, like, how happy you are because it's almost harder to put into words than it is to, like, literally get all your emotion out of anger and, like, disappointment and sadness. Yeah, and like, I know. It's like you hit rock bottom and you finally, everything becomes clear kind of thing. Right. So I do, I've never faulted her for that because I completely get it and it's also really freaking good like genius lyrics yeah and like the peak of her career is like ages 18 to 29 where she is a young woman trying to become an adult and Mm -hmm. also like date and like that's the dating years for who she is she's the most famous pop star in the world world, literally so okay rant over let's go through each song (laughs) okay (laughs) Clearly, we will. Yeah, we could talk. I could talk her. about this. I will always defend her as just like a professional genius. Yeah, and then I also love her songs. They're bops. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of songs, I forgot that you existed. So good. So good. Great way to start the album. Obsessed. Who do you think it's about? I am wondering if it's about the Kanye Kim situation. I think it is. Because if you think about it, it's like coming off of reputation. Like that was her whole like revenge. Like look what she made me yeah. do. And now it's like, yep, I forgot about it. It's all good. Moving on. Yeah. She's like, just that album's in the past. Let's just start it off with I'm indifferent and let's move on to a new season. Yep. Uh, I watched this interview with her yesterday on this show called like, I think it's Sunday morning. Anyways, this um reporter goes to her house and they're like sitting at her piano and she's like going through kind of the songs with her and she asks her about like how she tends to write about revenge or being burned on most of her albums and she asks her like do you believe in forgiveness and she's like well sometimes yeah but sometimes you just can't and the best thing to do is to just like move on and move as far away as possible Mm -hmm. because like you're never going to get to that spot where you're like all right, let's have an adult conversation and like right. hash this out and and clean slate it. Maybe it's not going to end in a clean slate and that's okay. Like how do you get past it? And I don't necessarily know if I agree with that because I do agree with forgiveness, but there have been like issues or situations in my life where I'm like the best thing for me to do is just to move away. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And not like address it almost. So... She kind of addresses yeah. all of that in reputation and then just nips it in the bud with, I forgot that you existed. I feel like those are the situations where you move on if you haven't gotten, um, if somebody else hasn't asked you for forgiveness or you haven't gotten apologies. Like, I believe in giving forgiveness if someone is coming to you asking for it. Yeah. But how are you going to do that? If people aren't willing if, to meet you in the middle. Right. Yeah. That's what. That's kind of what I was trying that's to say. That's the only way I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, next, Cruel Summer. Not my favorite. It's not going to make top five, but it is catchy. It's very catchy. I think it's about, there's rumors that it's about, um, like, when she started dating Joe Alwyn, it was, like, when she was breaking up with Tom Hiddleston, Uh right? It was, like, that same time period. And it was, like, that was the summer when he, like, came to her... July 4th party Tom Hiddleston did yeah and then like after that the summer shifted and it like changed into like a new era and one season kind of thing Mm -hmm. so I think that's what it's about but I'm not 100% sure let's see I have this article pulled up isn't she releasing like her diaries of like what the songs are about 
I, th- I hope so. I think because my cousin posted a, a Instagram story yesterday that was like four like albums stacked, and she said she pre-ordered it, and I said, "What is this?" And she's like, "It's a diary of all her." Oh my gosh! Like, I'm listening to that. Wrote down like what everything was about or something. I'm not sure. I'm definitely gonna listen to that if that's the case. I uh, I think it's I feel like it's written out. Like it looks like it was on in books. Let me see. Okay, I'm trying to find the thing I thought. Okay, also going back to I forgot that you existed when she said I'm in my feelings like Drake. I love. I that. was like yes. It says it's the discs that have her diary entries. Interesting. Oh my god. And, okay, so back to Cruel Summer. She says that that lyric, I'm drunk in the back of the car, and I cried like a baby coming home from the bar. That, yeah. wasn't that part of the Delicate song? Like, um, there was a lyric in Delicate about getting drunk at the bar. Yeah. So it's almost like a continuation of, like, after you meet someone, like, what it turns into kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I liked that little analogy. I okay, then there's Lover, which is my favorite song. Maybe of all time right now. But it's just so so sweet and endearing. And I feel like, especially having found the love of my life, it so beautifully articulates how what it's like to like spend every day with your person. It's so good. Like this is our place. We make the rules. The one line that's like at every table, I'll save you. I'll save you a seat and Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. And when she says, like, those kind of vowels where she's like, I promise to be over dramatic and true. Like, I love yeah. that she addresses, like, what all the haters say that she is. She's like, I know. I'm over dramatic. Like, that's yeah. who I am. Yeah. And, like, you love me for that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Michael and I had a fight. Not a fight. <laughs> kind of. A little <laughs> conversation <laughs> last week where, like, I do this thing where when we're in conflict, I will, like, this is like such a side note. I'll I'll shut off mm-hmm. and shut him out. And he is way more, um, what's the word, mature <laughs> than I am. And is like, let's talk about it or let's just move on because it's like just a hiccup. It's not a big deal. Right. So like I addressed something with him that's been bothering me about like things that he's done. And he said, well, first of all, I had reacted to those things prior to addressing them. So, but he still was like so constant and true and was like, I love you, you're psycho, but I love you kind of thing. And then when I finally addressed them, he was like, yeah, that's like part of being in a relationship. Like we got to give each other some grace. Like I'm going to really mess up a lot. And like the best part about being in love is you're going to love me still. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, I know I do still love you. And he's like, okay, I promise to like work on this, but like, this is love, man. And right. I loved that line because it's like, I promise to be overdramatic, but still true to you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, I love that song. I just love it. And if I were to get married again, that would be my first dance. I said that. I said, if we didn't already pick our song, it would be that. I would force George How many first that. dances do you think that's going to be? I will let you know. I have 15 uh, weddings oh, yeah. booked next year. You, so you'll probably have a nice. And I'll probably have more. <laughs> <laughs> I into that. So, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the man. Okay. What are your feels on the man? Genius. So genius. It's my top three of the, on the album. It is in my top three as well. Um, And it's so freaking true. And I don't know that I ever, like... I the lyrics. ...would have thought that about her like if she was a man would people think the same thing about her I never put it into that perspective I've always just been like yeah people are so hard on her for her breakup songs and her dating around and this this and that but I never was like oh well if she was a guy yeah like she said they'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to and that would be okay for me to do every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss to you right and like being separated from what did she say could you separate me from my good ideas and power moves? Yeah. Instead of being, what she say? She said something in like a, in that same interview that was like, if a man does it, it's strategic. If a woman does it, it's like malicious or something. Right. Or it's bitchy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Explicit. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but she uses that. Like she just says like there's different ways to describe a, men and a, a man and a woman. Are these the lyrics? Yeah. She said, I'd be a, be um, not a baller. Exactly. I was going to say that one. 
that line made me like, yes, exactly. What's it like to brag about raking in dollars and getting bees and models? Like they brag about it. Yeah. And it's all good if you're bad and it's okay if you're mad. If I was out flashing my dollars, I'd be a blank, not a baller. But for a guy, he can like brag about what he makes and Mm -hmm. it's, or at least a guy in her industry. Like I'm sure it's different in like the real world. (laughs) Um. So I loved how she wrote that. I thought that haters were going to come out and be like, she just copied Beyonce if I were a boy. But it's like a totally different message. It's a different spin on it. Yeah. yeah. It's about like how she's treated in the eyes of Oh, and I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man. Oh! That's so good. Okay. So good. Paper Rings is my number two favorite song. Is it? Yes. And people are going to think that I'm airy for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think I love it because it just brings me back to old Taylor. Like, it's got yeah. such an old Taylor vibe. It's like, it I like shiny things that I'd marry you with paper rings. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. It reminds it's me good. of, I don't know about you, but I'm yeah. feeling 22. It's There's just like. what it reminds me of, too. Um, stay, stay, stay. Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of that one as well. That um, was on red, right? Yeah, that was on red. Red was so good. The moon is high like your friends when we first met. Um, yeah, so that one's just so cute. And it makes me think that maybe I've been thinking this for a while. Or they are. I think they already are. I think they're already at least engaged. I agree. I think so too. Um, especially just like the way this album comes together. And, like, it comes to an end. I bet you there's going to be, like, a music video released. like that Of their wedding. Their wedding. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be so perfect. Okay. Next song on the list is The Archer, which came out prior to the release of the album. I'm a little disappointed in that one. That's Michael's favorite. Really? Did I skip a couple? Why did I go all the way to Paper Rings? Sorry, I skipped, like, three. It's okay. Um, I... I like the sound of it, and I love the lyrics, but it's like, I was waiting for there to be like a build-up. Like, it's almost like anticlimactic, the way that the- It just ends. It just like ends, and mm-hmm. it's like, it never really happens. And maybe that was on purpose. Yeah. But I remember listening to like the beat, and it being that cool like Stranger Things sound, mm-hmm. and I was like, when is, when is it going to hit? When's the, you yeah. know what I mean? And it just didn't, and it was like the same, it's almost like a ballad, like there's no- verse chorus yeah it's written very differently it's very different than her other stuff which is probably why she loves it mm-hmm. wasn't it one of the ones where she just like decided to release it because she, she just it loved so it yeah and so. you know how she does those like easter eggs where she like releases hints for yeah. her album that was in um the you need to calm down music video Haley cuoco or whatever her name is like shot an arrow like an archer at a target that had number five on it and it's number five on the album uh. I'm like, you're so so brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Like, stuff like that just, like, gets me hyped for Tay. Okay. So, I skipped a couple. So, I think he knows. That one's pretty good, too. I think it's it's boppy and fun. Yeah. That's really all I have to say about that. It kind of reminds me of, like, when you first have a crush and then you start falling in love and they, you, I mean, it's basically what the song's about. Like, yep. They're starting to catch on to the fact that, like, this is more than just a crush kind of thing. Um, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. I think that's... One of my favorites. I think that is it's the best genius. written song. The, the, the best fight, win at the end. I'm yes. Like, yes. The way she wrote that song and how she pulled together all the motifs from, like, Speak Now and Fearless, yep. all her, like, yep. high school motifs of, like... Being the band kid and the march, like yep. she talks about the marching band and the prom queen and the yep. homecoming queen and the I football. Have right now. It's like, oh my gosh, you just grew up in a song. But then at the end, when it's like, and I don't, we're never gonna go. Yeah. And it's like, wait. And then I was like, wow, that was genius. Yeah. Like throwing in the cheerleaders in the background and like. I'm gonna play that part. Is this gonna get us sued? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, you can't really hear it. Let's play it on my phone. I can play it on mine. Where's the end? Yeah. Yeah. This part. 
so good. It's so good. That's, I don't know about, like, I feel like that's definitely in my top. Yeah, that's definitely top five. I read an article that was like Billboard ranked a bunch of the song, all the songs in order, and it was like second to least. What? And I was like, are you joking right now? That is up there. That. It's so incredibly written. I just can't even with her. It is so good. So we already did Paper Rings. Then it's Cornelia Street. Cornelia Street. (laughs) Cornelia Street is really sweet. It gives me all too well vibes without the ballad feel. Yep. Like telling the story of like kind of driving down down the road in the car and like her feels when she went to meet his parents and then this is like right when they meet and she rents this place on Cornelia Street and how if she were to go back there it would like and they were to end things. If she were to go back there she couldn't do it. Like she couldn't walk it because it's too many memories. It's cute. It's really cute. I like it a lot. I didn't. Un- I didn't, couldn't understand what she was saying the first two times I listened to it, so I had to look up the lyrics. <laughs> I thought she was saying, "I never want Cornelia Street again," but she's saying, "I never, never walk, walk it." Yeah, which makes a little more sense. <laughs> All right, that brings us to "Death by a Thousand Cuts." Bop. I freaking love this song. And this is what we spent 19 minutes trying to figure out. Okay, what it the cuts it sounds like. Total. 90s early 2000s vibes and it reminds me of a song like Dawson's Creek type of song and I we for the life of us tried to look it up for like 20 minutes to figure out what song it reminds us of and we can't figure it out so if anyone listens to this song and you like agree with us it also reminds you of some 90s song please send us ideas of what you think it might be because it is going to drive me absolutely insane play that part it wasn't a specific part. It's the verse. So good. I'm obsessed with it. Um, but does that not sound like a song? Yeah, it from does the sound 90s like something. That I cannot, it's like the jumping of like the high to the low. Like, I love when she goes, my heart, my hips, my body, my yeah. lips. I'm like, oh! <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so good. I'm obsessed. That's another, that's definitely my top five as well. I mean all of them, let's be real. Okay. Okay, we'll rate at the end. Yeah, let's rate at the end once we like really feel it. Okay. London Boy, fun. Yeah. Again, Boppy, not her best written, but like she has to throw in like an easy, cutesy song. Clearly about Joe Alwyn. Mm-hmm. It could not be more obvious. Yeah. Her London boy. Yeah. And I like how she addresses all these London terms like university, yep. the uni, your best mates, all that stuff. Very cute. I fancy you. Okay, soon yeah. you'll get better. Soon you'll get better featuring the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> tears. So many tears. You put yourself in the shoes of Taylor. This one's written about her mom having cancer. And it's kind of supposed to, I guess, describe what it's like to walk through that illness with With her. With her. So, like, being in the hospital. And she she says this line of, like, I know that this is selfish. Or I don't mean to make this all about me, but who am I supposed to talk to when you're gone? Right. Mm. I like I can't cooked me I know it's so sweet it so really sweet. does like beautifully the, it reminds um, me of that song supermarket flowers by Ed Sheeran where he writes it about his mom or his grandma dying or something oh yeah um like it's just like so beautifully depicts in such a simple way what it's like to grieve or mourn and the just like the simple line where she says soon you'll get better because you have to you have to like you have to there's like, no other option ugh. And it just sounds so Dixie Chicks album when, um, like, very first album when Natalie's on the cover with the banjo situation. I loved the banjo in it. It was so good. So good. In her interview, she talked about the same one. She talked about how she doesn't think she can ever perform that one live. Yeah. Because, like, that, she wrote that as kind of, like, a way to heal a little bit. But, and, like, she needed to write it. But she said she hasn't sung it since she recorded it. You could hear it in her voice. Like, there's a one line where she just is like, she kind of tears <sighs> up. She's just, you can hear her like sighing, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so sad and so Ugh. vulnerable. And like, 
I, I I think there was some family like dilemma too with whether or not they were going to put it on yeah. the album in the first place. But I'm really glad they did because it probably resonated with so many people. Yeah. Okay. Next one is False God. I don't really remember that one too much. Um, I feel like it's, it's very okay. like breathy, kind of jazzy feel. Um, I feel like if correct me if I'm wrong, if it's like supposed to like reference like idolizing a relationship and like almost worshiping that. Yeah. As She's like talking a false about God. I, like I would worship us. It's like about sex basically because it has a lot of sexual lines. Like oh really. Yeah. I think I only listened to that once, so I probably don't remember. Mm, well, maybe it's not. Oh, the altar is my hips. We worship this love. Religion is your lips. Oh. Touch, I go there when you touch me, honey. I know heaven's a thing. Hell is when I fight with you, but we can patch it up good. Huh. So it's like a lot of, uh, not alliterations. Metaphors. Metaphors yeah. to like the church. Like it talks about like. I've got the wine for you for confession. Like, she just kind of patches it all up with, like, heaven and hell and mm-hmm. God. And so it's really cool how she wrote that. Someone, like, someone texted me and was like, do you feel like false god is sacrilegious? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's so brilliant. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm not expecting Taylor to release a worship album. Right. Like, <laughs> it's Taylor Swift. Um, True. Okay, then it goes into You Need to Calm Down, which we've all heard. Great. I love that one. I know. It's so good, and it's so, like, beautifully depicts how, like, hate is never going to make anything better. Yep. And it's never going to change anything, and how are you going to, like, how are you going to go against something you don't know about? It's, it's so yeah. good for, like, equality and rights, and mm-hmm. I feel like a very, like, simple way of saying, like, chill out. Yeah. You know, to like these haters in the world. She always has like a combat the haters song. Yep. Which is so good. That's her, that's kind of like her shake it off song. Yep. Then there's Afterglow, which I like, but I don't love. A lot of people love it. It's good. I don't really have anything. I don't have a lot to say about it. To say about it. I don't even really remember what it means. We're just going to skip it. And then there's me. Me, which which is, is, you know. It's not my favorite. It's kind of like her We're Never Getting Back Together, like, first release. Yeah. She always releases songs the same way, like... Yeah. Before she releases an album, she releases one song that's, like, poppy and fun and yeah. can, like, be at your wedding reception, like a dance yeah. song. And then she releases one that, like, has, like, a... Um, kind of like a Look What Made You... Made you look what you made me do feel like a right, like I'm gonna stick up for something kind of like you need to calm down. And then Mm -hmm. she releases a slow song, yep, always, yeah, that's very true. I like that they took out the spelling is fun thing, they did, I think so. Because that that was the only thing about that song, and I was like, what? I don't love this. Like, at first, I really liked the song, and I still do, it's not bad, but it's that part, it's just fun. "This, This sounds a little to there's nothing about it that's like deep it's just fun uh juvenile you know yeah um but it was fun and cute and i liked it and i like brandon yuri i do love brandon yuri okay it's nice to have a friend <laughs> your least favorite yep, song least on the favorite. album don't like it i love the lyrics i'm gonna play a little bit because it's a totally different sound oh you might need to play it oh. i don't know it's It's just like you pass me a note, sleeping intense. It's nice to have a friend. It's just a very different sound than what it's the same the whole time and I'm just not feeling it. So I yeah, I hated it the first three times I listened to it, but then after like reading the lyrics and researching it, because that's what I do. Um it's her shortest song of all time. It's one of the only songs she's ever released where it ends with instruments instead of, like, her ending it with a one-liner. So it ends with, like, an instrumental vibe. It's, like, two minutes. Maybe not even. Um, I think it's a really sweet story of, like, finding... Yeah. Finding love as a kid and it growing into what it... Or how relationships change as you grow up. Yep. But that's all I got for that one. 
don't really remember it's, Daylight. What is Daylight? Oh, Daylight's so good. It ends the album so good, so well. It's good. It kind of talks about, like, her love for Joe Alwyn and, like, what this whole season has been about. Like, hold on. Let me look at the lyrics to make sure I'm not butchering this. Um, I don't want to look at anything else now that I saw you. I don't want to think oh, of anything yes, yes, else yes. now that I thought yeah. of you. I've been sleeping so long in a 20-year dark night. Now I see daylight. Like, all these years led me to you kind of thing. And yeah. you're, like, my... Light from the darkness. I love which that. I thought was a beautiful way to end it. It's like, it this is. is the season I'm in. I'm just happy. Be happy for me. Yeah. I love that. Okay, how crazy do you think we are? <laughs> After, <laughs> I mean, After diving deep into this album. It I is, think people will be behind it. You know what, listeners? We swear to be over dramatic and true. <laughs> to our... To our love lover. of Taylor Swift. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so if you had to pick your top five, what would they be in in what order? Okay, as of now, Lovers number one. Um, after Lover, I love Paper Rings. Then I love Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Oh, this is tough. Fourth would probably be, honestly, probably be Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yeah. And then fifth would be I Forgot That You Existed. Mm. Just because I like how she started the album with that. Uh, I'm having a hard time right now because I love I Forgot That You Existed, but I wouldn't, I didn't originally have it in my top five. Okay, what was your original top five? So, Lover, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, You Need to Calm Down. I love, I just love it. It's such a You need to bop. calm down. Um, three, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak, Heartbreak Prince. Um, four is Death by a Thousand Cuts. Just love that song. And then I guess five would be The Man. Yeah. The, oh, I forgot The Man. Yeah. The Man's so good. It's so good. That might that might take but place if I, I forgot, forgot that you, you existed. It is really good too. Five, it tied for five with the man, and I forgot you existed. Yeah, we'll settle for that. Yeah, that's good. It's a really good album. If you haven't listened to it, just do it. You probably haven't listened to this episode. <laughs> you don't want to. You We're not expecting high ratings this week, but we just felt like this needed to be addressed because it's popular in society and in our hearts and souls. Yeah. And this is all about our heart and soul. So. It was a big deal for us, okay? Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> um, we sent out, like, a thing to ask us questions, but, like, basically no questions came in. So we got a few, but we got a few. not enough to, like, do a whole episode of Q&A. Yeah. So. so if y'all have any Q&A questions for us for next week, um, go ahead and send those over, and we will try to answer as many as we can. You can either DM us at Heart and Soul Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at heartandsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. We love you. We love Taylor Swift. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye.